Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Guys. Let me tell you about my friend, Mandy. She makes some of the most beautiful crocheted goods and decorations I have truly ever seen. The holidays are just around the corner, so you're either going to be looking for that super unique gift or that super special ornament or decoration for your home. Do yourself a favor. Go to Mandy Made It on Facebook and Instagram. That's M A N. D-E-E, made it on Facebook and Instagram and slide into her DMs. Trust me, you are just going to love everything she has to offer. I already have a few pumpkins from her. I have a really nice crocheted headband that keeps me warm in the winter. And of course, my very, very favorite Coraline doll. So if you're looking for cool decorations or if you're looking for that super special gift, Go to Mandy Made It on Facebook and Instagram to order now. Hello, true crime friends. Welcome back to another episode of True Crime in Academia. I am your host, Mary DePippi. First of all, I hope you are all having a wonderful week so far. If not, that really sucks and I hope it gets better for you. Today, I have a very special guest with me and I'm hoping to have more guests and hopefully to have you back on as well. But today I would like to introduce Tyler Albertino, Arbitario. I'm so sorry. I totally messed that up. Oh my God. I'm already it's, messing it up. Uh, no, don't worry. I'm very used to it throughout my life so far. So uh, why change? <laughs> so, but yes, I'm Tyler Albertario. I'm an LGBTQ historian and contributor to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Very happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. So this week we are discussing a scandal well not even just a scandal i think they're it's a crime truly um, oh it's it's uh it's it's a, and it's a doozy yes quite now i do want to say that this topic does involve grooming sexual assault things of that nature so if those things trigger you maybe yeah. skip this episode yeah every every trigger warning you could possibly imagine uh attached to this episode yeah Except for the death stuff that, that right, we're, right. we're good with that today. We won't actually be discussing death. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So what we're talking about is essentially this. It's a huge problem. It's everywhere in academia, not just in um, the locations that we'll be talking about today. But the what we're talking about is sex for grades. Now. I feel like at first this always seems like the premise for like a sexy romance novel or something, you know, because I mean, I feel like we've all seen it. You know, there's this beautiful, usually female student who, you know, 
falls for the mysterious older professor or whatever. Oh, all those steamy romance novels. Yeah, exactly. But let's be clear. This is not a fantasy. This is reality. And in reality, a sexual relationship between a professor and a student is a crime and it's inappropriate and it's not sexy. It destroys people's lives because sadly many, you know, this happens actually a lot in the United States, but it happens everywhere. Yeah. And everywhere as well. Yeah. But specifically today, we are going to be discussing um, the documentary by BBC and Africa. I called sex for grades. And it's about the sexual harassment and assault of female students at the University of Ghana and the University of Lagos, which is also referred to as Unilag. Yeah, this is this is one of the more disturbing documentaries I've ever come across in my time. It's Mm -hmm. uh, like it's it's rough. And just were this is we didn't put the trigger warnings at the beginning of this episode for no reason this is is very very rough stuff so please please just reiterate uh this is it's rough yeah yeah so basically this documentary came out in 2019 like i said bbc released it and in the documentary we have reporter kiki mondi who interviews women about their experiences of sexual assault, sexual harassment, and grooming by professors and lecturers at the two schools we just mentioned. In an interview that she has with Professor Olen Rawaju Fagbone, uh, Mondi asks about the level of severity that the sexual harassment and assault, the problem of uh, sexual assault and sexual harassment in West Africa. and he describes it as an epidemic. And one woman actually said who wanted to remain anonymous that this thing has been going on for years and every single year, every single department, every single student, there is a story. And as we went through the documentary, as I sat and watched it, it just struck me how open these guys were about what they were doing mm-hmm. and like it, it, it's it's very akin to how things i would say used to be uh in the u.s and the west in mm-hmm. like the 70s and 80s i mean it's just that they they're very very open very very uh clear that they're not fearful of any sort of consequences even though these schools have policies which uh, supposedly ban this type of conduct but mm-hmm. they're very very open about what they're doing yeah it's it's very disgusting like it's almost like they're proud of it oh yeah and which is like really you're proud of that like of all the things you could be proud of in your life this is the one thing you're gonna choose really you know like it's so absurd and there was even another woman who claimed that some professors won't give you a mark or like grade unless you sleep with them. Like what? So like, this is what we're talking about. Like, I don't think people realize because once you get to college or university level, people think that because you're an adult, you know, being taught by an adult, there isn't this power dynamic. 
but like what struck me is that a lot of these girls aren't adults oh yeah yeah. like a lot of them are under 18 unilag Mm -hmm. unilag takes them very young specifically unilag Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are 15 16 17 and Mm -hmm. that that really struck me yeah i was really interested in that too like i was just like wow like i didn't realize that you know in west africa that or especially like you said at unilag especially that these young girls because they are young girls are going to universities so young and it's also like you know I mean it's already terrifying enough to be that young in college like I can't imagine I wasn't ready for it back then and to have your professor do that and to have your professor do that is just at at that age especially is just unbelievable I can't I can't imagine going through that I mean, it's just so sad to me and just disgusting that these girls are becoming targets of these male professors who just want to take advantage of them and are literally holding their grades over their head. Like, yeah, it's, and you see throughout the documentary just how broken these girls and these women are. It's just mm-hmm. it, it, they, there's like a lot of them, their lives have been ruined by these men. Yes. Yeah. And. I it, it I found myself on the verge of tears at several points throughout the whole thing. And mm-hmm. it's 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 one of the saddest and most heart wrenching things I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. It's just it's so horrible. And just to, I think you already said this, Tyler, but just to reiterate, the age of consent, especially in Lagos, is 18. So, again, just to reiterate, these professors are going after particularly young girls and you know we all know age of consent anyway is just like like arbitrary uh, laws and people really don't finish developing until like their early to mid 20s but you know just like that's the that's just an added layer of scumbag Mm -hmm. behavior that's going on here the fact that it's technically illegal what they're doing yeah and like in an interview that Kiki had, um, Kiki Mondi has with Dr. Ayumesi Oblade, she's a professor of women's studies. They discuss how the imbalance of power between professors and students essentially just means that the relationship can't be consensual because of the power imbalance, which is that's something I never really thought about, you know, how it couldn't be consensual in that right. respect. You know, you think of consent and you think, oh, yeah, as long as two people say yes, you know, that's it. You're good. Right. Yeah, A relationship between a student and their professor is never consensual. It's... Exactly. Yeah. So anyone uh, out there, even if you think you're having or, you know. If you're in that situation. Just know it's not entirely as consensual as you think it is. So, you know, maybe. Uh, hopefully you can get yourself out of that if you're struck with that situation again i can't imagine that's such a horrible position to even be in but i will have resources in the uh show notes or in my description of resources and things as well as a link to the documentary as well and like we've said this happens everywhere everywhere all all around the world yeah this isn't specific to west africa or these two universities this happens at every single university all over the world. So many of the students were specifically 
harassed by this one. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> <laughs> Dr. Boniface, Boniface Ikben Egu. I believe it's how you pronounce that. Ikben Egu. Yes. Thank you. But- thank you, Tyler. Tyler is also going to be correcting my pronunciations because <laughs> I am just horrible. And yeah, you know, but- some of these people to have deserve to have their name well, respected, well, this, but this one in particular well, this guy does not this guy <laughs> exactly. this, this guy uh oh he is he, he is as we mentioned Ooh. before we mentioned off mentioned off recording this guy is the main scumbag yeah that we will be talking about and huh. so a little bit about him he is a senior lecturer at the um of the faculty of the arts at unilag and of course, he's also of, a pastor. Of course. Of course, of he's course. a pastor. Of and course, he's a pastor. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't he be? You know. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. And it was just, wow. Yeah. Of course, he is. Yeah, of course. Of course. And it seems like he was the pastor of the local Foursquare Gospel Church. And one of his victims actually said that he kind of manifests himself like as a father like persona. So like superficially, he's trying to be like a protector or at least that's what he's trying to make these girls feel. But obviously his motives aren't pure and he uses this tactic to gain their trust. And it's been reported that like Boniface would often call female students to his office and lock the doors before sexually assaulting them. And that, that was the, there's so much terrifying stuff in this documentary, but the fact that he locked the doors just sent shivers on my spine when I, when I heard mm-hmm. it. I mean, I can't imagine being a young girl in that situation and Oh, like that is like literally one of the most terrifying things. I mean, for women specifically, just because we're always taught never to trust men, don't trust strangers, you know, and that is one of those very anxiety ridden situations where you're just like, holy fuck, what is going to happen? And sadly, in a lot of in this case, it's, you know, it's horrible. It is the worst thing that you could imagine. It it truly, truly is Mm -hmm. for so many of these women. So thankfully, an undercover reporter known as Kemi put herself literally like what I like to say in the lion's den and met with Dr. Boniface under the guise that she was a student. So she was actually able to secretly record him and immediately, literally immediately, the second he meets her, he continuously compliments her on her looks. And then he goes on to tell her how he could get or how he would get a 17 year old uh, yeah Ugh. it's it's insane these the recordings that they get of these guys it's just there's there's no there's no subterfuge of what to what they're doing they're mm-hmm. ver- they're very very upfront and brazen about it in mm-hmm. a way that you don't really see a lot anymore these days. Yeah. And some of his tactics, he says he has to have a sweet tongue. Ugh. I hopefully that, that just means speaking. I hope. Well, ugh. Yeah. <sighs> any other 
thoughts of yeah, the, let's the yeah, let's give him the benefit. Yeah, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. Well, just because then he says then afterwards, you know, he has to put money in her hand and then he can, quote Ugh. unquote, have her. My God. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. There's so many times in this documentary. So... Like, just how brazen and just overly gross. God, he's he's so all these guys are gross, but he, Boniface is like just pure scum. Yeah. I mean, and he literally admits to like bribing them. Yeah, I mean, it's all, like, it's oh, all yeah, bribes. Like the, the grade. I mean, it's all bribes. The grade. The grades yeah. are bribes. Yeah. But I mean, he's also specifically mentioning how he's putting money in these girls hands and ugh. whether he's buying them things or, ugh, you know, God. anything he can to get his dick wet, I guess, which yeah. is just atrocious. So gross. So Kemi actually gets invited by him to one of his church services and promises her that he will get her admission to Unilag if she continues to visit with him at his office. <laughs> we already know how that's going to go. We already know what goes on there. Yeah. So as she's investigating further, she attempts to infiltrate what is known as the senior staff club. Which this again, was this this was crazy to me, right? I was watching that in like such disbelief of like, holy shit, this really is what's happening right now. <laughs> like this is like on university like grounds. Land, like this is in a university facility. Like, and they're just having all this go on. So basically, what has been reported that many female students were invited to quote unquote, like socialize with some of the most established and powerful academics. That's the, that's the line these girls are being fed. And, you know, it says that there's like an upper, like an upper level in the club where lecturers and professors take their students. It is the weirdest, creepiest, thing i mean it's like it's just it's weird looking wouldn't you agree like it's got the normal like beigeish walls but then there's like sofas and disco lights it was like, it was literally a discotheque i mean yeah. i mean there's I mean, no I, windows which again i almost i almost laughed when they finally got up there because <laughs> it's it's literally like a disco i know and oh my god and then, of course, you know, the women are offered alcohol, which, you know, because, again, yeah. I didn't actually look up. I meant to look and see what their drinking age was, but not that it matters, because obviously they're using alcohol to lower their inhibitions so they can have their way with these students. I'm trying to imagine something like this existing at like a SUNY school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm curious to know if there's any, quote unquote, like senior staff clubs at any other oh, uh, university. I mean, I'm sure there are. At, I'm sure at some of the private universities there are. Yeah. But like yeah. that was something I had never, ever heard of. Like in my college experience, that was never least that was something that was never brought to my attention, thankfully. But. Ugh. So. During Kemi's final meeting with the professor in his office, he forces her to sit closer to him on this little couch that he has by his desk. He forcibly is this, is this, hugs her and calls her baby. 
Is this the one where he's wearing the pajamas? Yes. Oh my God. Oh, this made my, forgive the language, but this made my fucking skin crawl. Right. So thankfully she excuses herself to the bathroom where she calls one of the team members who's waiting outside because obviously they're being extremely cautious and did not want any of these undercover reporters to get assaulted. Thank God. But, you know, of course, she has to, like, allow the professor to hear the conversation just because she wants him to know that someone's waiting for her, which is another tactic I know that women like myself have used in very awkward, potentially dangerous situations. I've used it. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things, you know, that you have to do in order to feel safe. And it's just like, especially in this situation. He's the professor and she's a student. Like, why? Like, this shouldn't be an unsafe situation. By definition, it shouldn't. But here we are. Yeah. So when she comes back into the room, he laughs at her and the fact that she's, like, all shaking up. Now, Kemi described in this meeting just feeling very small and irrelevant. But before she leaves... Dr. Boniface warns her that there will be consequences if she does not come back to see him. God, it's I'm getting I'm getting like flustered right now. It's just like the way he conducts himself and just the way he abuses and manipulates these girls and women is it's it's just like one of the most visceral reactions i've ever had to anything in my life mm-hmm. like ugh, and ugh. like i give her so much credit she describes herself as someone who when they see injustice like she's just like i refuse to be helpless and i choose to do something about it and she yeah. absolutely did i mean just so that way this would stop happening she literally like her and we'll see like two others went in to infiltrate to try and figure out what was happening and get evidence so that way hopefully these guys will be fired or whatever you know and not be able to do this again but to think that you have to put yourself in that situation in order for that to happen is just horrible i think i'm not sure but i think boniface has since been fired by unilag yes i was actually just about to mention that i was looking up him earlier And yeah, so he's been fired and disgraced. Um, I think I read somewhere that he might have actually attempted suicide. (laughs) But it's like, all right. I don't, you know, and I'm not trying to diminish, you know, the mental health of those who do try to commit suicide. Because they have very real reasons and or at least, you know, very real things are going on with them that that's why their brain makes them resort to those things right i feel like in his situation he's trying to find a way out so he doesn't have to face his consequences right he's trying to avoid accountability yeah like that's how i saw it when i read it i was like oh okay so you're like so upset that you can't handle with the repercussions of what you've done but yet you've destroyed all of these women's lives. Which, you know, is a little off topic, but which is why I'm always sort of perplexed as to 
why so many people simply refuse to believe that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Mm-hmm. Because, it, because, you know, it's the exact same mentality that he just didn't want to face the consequences of his actions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is a little weird that, like, you know, the guards just so happened to be on break at that moment. But again, there have been stranger coincidences, you know, right. than that. So we have another reporter who went under the alias of Zara. And we're finished with Unilag at this point. Yes, we are. So at the University of Ghana, she's investigating allegations against a Dr. Paul Butakor. Butakor. Butakor, thank you. And he is a lecturer in the College of Education. (laughs) That just, I was just like, again, gross. (laughs) Because when you think about education, you think about bettering other people helping them achieve their goals and here he's just using his position to satisfy his own fucked up needs right can i just say university of ghana the campus this is a little off topic but university of ghana is gorgeous right like images are like oh breathtaking yeah it's really really breathtaking campus go look it up yeah trust me it's it's gorgeous so Of course, at first when he meets her, she agrees to give him her phone number because he asked, of course. And she describes him in his phone calls as being blunt and professional. But yet in person, he's extremely inappropriate. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This guy, I'm, I'm, I'm recalling this guy now. This guy is a lot slicker than Boniface. Yeah. He doesn't flaunt it. Right. So much. Yeah, he's he's very, very much um, a cover his tracks kind of guy. Yeah. So she eventually agrees to meet with him and they like get food or something like that. And while they're eating, he continues to ask her if he can be her side guy because he's married and he can't be the main guy. <laughs> like, OK. I mean, even in normal conversation, that's not something you would usually say to someone you're interested. Like, hey, by the way, I'm married, so I can't be like your main dude. But like, I could totally be your side dude if that's okay with you. (laughs) What? Have you found any information on what happened to him? I have not. But let me actually, I'll look that up. But of course, during this dinner, he's also suggesting that their relationship would help him to help her advance her career and her education. Right. Like, yeah, our relationship is going to help you. <laughs> which so it's gross. the it's the R, the R. Kelly approach. Yeah. Right. Which that's another. <sighs> yeah. Of course. I mean, all of the men that we've discussed, all of these professors have denied that they did anything wrong. And I think one of them even I think one of them even goes further than that. I don't know if it's Boniface or or whoever, but one of them like really aggressively goes at uh, the girls and the women Mm -hmm. in in their statement. Yeah. And it looks like, oh, okay. So it looks like he has been suspended as of February 2020. Oh, wow. So (laughs) that's something at least, you know, it's not the best, but. You know, it's still something, right? Right. Uh, so moving on to the next creep. <laughs> yeah, right. 
So he's one creep from University of Ghana. This is also another creep who was recently suspended as well with this uh, um, other professor. So here we have Abigail, another undercover reporter. So she goes and she meets up with political scientist Professor Gampo. 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 And he agrees to like be her mentor. So, and as the same with Zara and Kemi, this professor is extremely inappropriate with her. And she's just like automatically un- uncomfortable in his presence. This also like just another one that sent shivers down my spine. Yeah. He wanted her to wear high heels whenever she visited his office. So gross. Huh. Just- and of course he harasses her and calls her and says he wants to see her at her house and... She's just obviously she's like, hell to the no, this isn't happening. So she eventually agrees to meet him at the mall. So while they're there, he insists that he needed to buy her two pairs of shoes. Insisted about the shoes. Had to buy. It had to be two, not just one. Had to get you two. So they stop at like one of the restaurants in the mall to eat. And he starts making references to the two of them getting married and what type of wife he wants her to be. (laughs) Again, I, I, so I can't disgusting. believe I can't believe as a university professor that this even crosses your mind right? to do this. It's so atrocious. So atrocious. And just like, again, like, and maybe I think, or at least I was thinking at one point, maybe because they're out in public, you know, to the naked eye to anyone looking in they just look like two people in a relationship on a date right and he's and he's younger too mm-hmm. yeah which i think he thinks that gives that him like an edge <laughs> yeah he's like in his late 20s early 30s i would think yeah and sadly you know students had asked for these for years before this came out had asked for these professors to be named publicly but of course the universities protected them Right. Of course. So, you know, and it's sad that it seems that like sexual assault and sexual harassment are seen as like commonplace in most universities. It's very, very disconcerting. And like, you know, hopefully the fallout from this documentary in particular is beginning to change things a little bit. Um, But as we've said, this is a problem that goes on all over the world. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we want to keep reiterating that. Yeah, because, again, this is not specifically to just University of Ghana and um, Unilag. This is in every university in every country around the world. This is happening. Right. Luckily, and this is one thing in the documentary that I found really inspiring and really empowering. Uh, Eugenia Befor, she was a former student at Unilag, and she created self-defense classes for female students. Oh, yeah. Where they literally practice different attack scenarios from lecturers and professors. Yeah, you go. You go, girl. <laughs> right? Like, that. I loved that part. I was so, like, yes. Like, it's sad that she also had to go through, you know, what many of these other girls went through. But at least, you know, she's trying to do something about it and trying to help other girls, right? you know, not be able to fight these guys off and not go through what she went through. Exactly. You know, she's kind of giving them an outlet to like 
have them take their power back. Exactly. And that's, and that's beautiful. Like you said. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's pretty disgusting. Like I hate that in like one of the consistent things is that all the men said they didn't do anything wrong and that they're just like adults, you know, just trying to have some adult fun and there should be no issue between a student and a professor or a lecturer having a sexual relationship. Whoa, what do you mean? You mean you think it's wrong? (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, we, as we've discussed, they literally do all of this shit without any fear of repercussion or consequences because literally up until this documentary came out in 2019, they were getting away with it. Right. And universities were literally protecting them, which is, again, another problem in and of itself. Right. The power structures that protect these guys. Mm-hmm. And don't really take students as serious, like student complaints as seriously. So yeah. it's and it's crazy because you would think a university where you're sending as a parent, you would think you're sending your child there. You know, your adult child, I guess, at that point, if you know, but my you know, from my experience, it's mostly 18, 17, right. 18 going to college. You know, you're sending them there and you're thinking that this university, this college is structured to keep them safe. And it's not because I mean, how is it? They're not responding to or really doing anything in most cases to protect these students from these predatory professors and lecturers. And that runs counter to everything that a university is supposed to do. Exactly. I mean, and like I said, you know, thankfully, because of this documentary, those professors that we mentioned specifically were all suspended. But I mean, I would have preferred them to have a stronger punishment. So. Right. And I think Boniface perhaps got arrested last I checked. Ah, yes, 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 yes. You're right. That's why I wanted to commit suicide. So. Ah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, again, uh, it's like, oh, man, I have to face the consequences of my actions. What? My life is ruined. Pay no attention to all of the women's lives I've (laughs) ruined before. Right. My life is ruined, you know, and it's just so ridiculous. And as we mentioned, Boniface specifically is like the chief scumbag in this whole thing mm-hmm. i mean he he's all of them are scumbags but he's just like a real you know cut above the rest yeah he is whew, another another level of creep yeah and i just have to <sighs> say that like the women that were involved in uncovering these awful university secrets literally put themselves in danger and they allowed themselves to be in a position to be victims for these predators who are disguised as like people who are meant to teach and they foster a safe learning environment. I, and, I can't, I can't imagine volunteering to do something like this. Just, yeah, just the incredible fortitude and incredible uh, bravery it takes to do something like this and to volunteer to be part of this report and um, put yourself in the public eye to help expose these creeps. Yeah. I mean, it's so admirable and I'm thankful to them for doing that because obviously they're doing this because they don't want it to happen to any other girls or young women. They don't want this to happen to them. So I 
am grateful for them. I think what they did is super, super important. And I mean, they should be given a goddamn award or a key to the city or something. Cause I mean, I wouldn't have done it. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's just a long, long, arduous battle to root out this disgusting behavior and these toxic cultures and power structures that protect these abusers from universities and from society in general. Yeah, it's just so horrible and it really needs to change. And like I said, thankfully, these women are doing what they're doing and they are saints for doing it. And there are women uh, doing similar things in other countries, Mm -hmm. even the U.S., Yeah, and I will be looking those stories up and hopefully bringing some of those to the podcast. Oh. We can talk about. Hopefully, Tyler, you'll join me again when we have one of these. I had a very good time. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. It was so nice to have someone to talk to about this case and not just talking to myself. <laughs> and to clarify, as good of as good of a time as we could have had uh, given the subject matter. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, of course. Obviously, talking about these things is not a quote unquote good time. They right, are important but, uh, and they need to be discussed. Absolutely. All right. So that brings us to the end of our episode this week. Thank you all for listening. Again, Tyler, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate your support. It means so much to me. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Happy Hanukkah for those who celebrate. And stay safe out there. Oh, and don't forget to check the resources at the bottom. Um, Again, if you're in that situation, similar to what we've just talked about, There are some resources down for you to hopefully help get out of your situation. I will also be linking two episodes of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room podcast with um, guest Dr. Helena Darwin. She went through something similar at Stony Brook University. So if you're looking to learn more about these sex for grades type scandals, that's another good interview to listen to to learn more about that. And I will see you guys next week. True Crime in Academia is an Ivory Tower Boiler Room podcast. Members of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room team include Andrew Rimby, Executive Director, Mary DePippi, Chief Contributor, and Jaron Usta, Marketing Director. To support the Ivory Tower Boiler Room and its podcasts like True Crime in Academia, click the link at the bottom of the show notes and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, and at True Crime in Academia. A special thank you to Anne-Sophie Anderson, composer and performer of the song Scorpio, which is this podcast's theme song. As always, thank you for listening, and we appreciate your support.